Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Hey, where did Laszlo go? I, you didn't see him? I saw him earlier. No, I know. I just asked you to go look for him. Did you not understand? I, got, I didn't, I didn't the, find him. Okay. I thought he'd be down smoking, but he wasn't there. I'm well, not sure. I, I don't know where he went, but uh, I do know this. We have been talking, you and I, mm-hmm. since basically early this morning, mm-hmm. about the news from yesterday. Right. And... I don't even know how we talk about this. It's obviously the biggest story of the day. Of course. And when I woke up this morning, the first thing I saw was a, an article from the New York Post. And, of course, we're talking about the, the shooting at that private school yesterday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we mentioned it yesterday on the air. Mm-hmm. The, the, the police had given, like, a, a brief update, right? Um, what do they call it? A press briefing. Oh, shoot. And so we knew a little bit. Is that from the press briefing there? Were you watching <laughs> that the was it, yeah. So, you know, the big news was that um, – it was uh, not a, a a young person. Well, I mean, he's young, tw- twenty eight years. Well, old, I was right? driving to work. I was listening to the radio, and they said uh, there was a sheriff's press conference, and they said yeah. a teenage girl. Yeah, they kept saying she and a teenage girl. So yeah, okay, that's. I mean, it was surprising. And then they that's... said, then there was that whole article that I read yesterday. It said something about there's only been five mm-hmm. female school shooters mm-hmm. ever in the United States, something like that. And mm-hmm. when we look back at some of them. I mean, some of them went back to like the 70s, but even the, the recent ones within the last 20 years looked like, um, I, I don't know how to say this delicately, but they, they weren't your typical like school shootings. It looked like maybe they had someone that they were angry at like at the targeted. school. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. One of them was on a college not just campus. Random. Yeah. And I do remember at least two of those stories when I was reading. I was like, okay, those do seem, I think I remember reading about those at the time. But then this morning I wake up and the first thing I see is the, they've released video, the police released video overnight. Oh, okay. Of the actual, oh, you haven't seen it? There's no. body cam body footage. Body cam footage, okay. And remember yesterday we talked about how Uvalde probably, there was probably a lot of discussions in a lot of police departments after all that video was released Absolutely. and what happened at Uvalde yeah. about, look, this is what they we do. We engage, it. yeah. And, and so you can see, I mean, they had said yesterday, when we were just reading about it, they had said 
that the police got there within like I don't know, 12, 14 minutes, something like that. Yeah, it was like b- b- uh, below 15. Okay, just under 15. Thing, yeah. And then when they got there, they literally were following the sound of gunfire. Because okay. it turns out the shooter was upstairs shooting from an upstairs window down at police. Oh, okay. And so they were. They said that when they, you know, they're coming up these stairs, they're following the sounds of gunfire. So when I watched the video, you can tell that's exactly what's going on. You can hear the gunfire and you can see these police running upstairs. And you see them running down the hallway and they come around the corner and they see the shooter and they take the shooter down. But then I start seeing all the stuff about how the shooter identifies as trans. Okay. Okay. Well, in the article that I'm reading, they're, they're using she, her. Okay? Well, but it's the New York Post. I don't know how to ask this, but... I don't, need, I don't know how to ask it either, right? I don't know exactly what you're supposed like, to say. The question what I saw... What gender... One of, they, they said by a lot. What, the thing I read this morning, no, I don't know if you're supposed to say it anymore or not. They said, was it a biological male or biological female? Like yeah, at birth. Is, just what gender question, were they assigned yeah. at birth, yes, right? Yeah. So the gender assigned at birth okay. was female, correct? Okay. okay. Right. So it made sense to me, like, all right, well, then this article, it's the post, so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't yeah. expect them to necessarily... So then I go back just I'm like just to make sure that I've got and also right the cops are giving out the initial information that go off you know I don't know if they could know that at the time but right and the cops got they it perceived backwards. to be a female and they you know they say that I don't think that's them being offensive right and the, and the cops got it backwards also, there, there was a there was like person. a press release or, or something one of the police officers misspoke got the uh, you know just got it backwards I think so there was a lot of confusion okay everything after I read that post article everything I've listened to today watched uh, read has uh, referred to the shooter as they them. Have you noticed that? No. So since then I was like I then I see that they you know they covered it on the national news uh, or the network news and every single one of those videos that I watched they said they them. Also the big story that goes along with this is that the shooter sent a basically a suicide note to a friend. Okay. A friend that had played they were like basketball teammates in okay. junior high maybe something like that. They had been teammates. Maybe it was baseball. I think it was basketball. And I read through what, what was said. I mean, it was like, I'm going to die today. Um, it was very specific. Oh, okay. Hopefully this will all make sense years from now. I'm telling you because you're a, a, one of the most beautiful, lovely people I've ever known. And this friend, you know, she's like, listen, don't do it. You've got stuff to live for. And after she sees these messages, the friend is like, what do I do? So her mom's like, call, call the, the suicide police. hotline or whatever, oh. the national thing. So she calls them. They say. So she didn't I'm, say, I'm going to go shoot up a school. No, it doesn't look just like I'm it said that. Die. Okay. It, right, it looked like it just said, I'm going to die today. Okay. So. She uh, contacts the suicide hotline, if I'm reading this correctly, if they got the story correctly. Okay. Then it sounds like they told her to call the police. Okay. She claimed she was on hold. She got transferred, whatever. They finally pick up the phone. And then the thing that I really don't understand is they said, okay, we're going to send an officer to your house. But you would think that they'd send it to the yeah, person's house who's threatening so, yeah, suicide. Right, right, now, right. at this point, the shooting's already happening because if the time is correct – then those messages that I was reading were probably right before. Looked like they were within a couple hours before the shooting. I mean, oh, it was, it was I close. thought it'd be like like as the person was walking in. It looked like it might be. Okay. It, it, it could be that that close. And then uh, the 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 girl who was you know trying to contact authorities, she said that the police, if again, if I'm reading this correctly, showed up after 3 p.m. Now I don't know if she means it sounded like she was saying showed up and talked to her, mm. but maybe she means that they showed up uh, you know, to, to the, the, the shooter's home because you would think that's where they would go. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If someone messages you and says, I'm going to die today, what are you supposed to do? Is there a, a known, like, you call the suicide hotline? When I heard that, I was like, okay, that's, that's a pretty good idea. Maybe you call them. Yeah, I mean, them. you they worry about like, you call the police and they show up like that. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be that person. Right, but you exactly. also got to do something. Yes. I think calling the suicide hotline is a valid option. Right. And now this person, I mean, I'm reading what she's saying. And she, you know, she's devastated. And I can just, I can only imagine, like, you're the last person to get those messages. 
you know, and then you feel like, did yeah. I do the right thing? Should oh, I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guilt. God. The guilt's got to be. And ugh. I know Lazel, uh, he'll be back up here in a second, but, and I'm sure that we'll talk about it more, at least yeah. when we do uh, the news later. Yeah. But I remember when Sandy Hook happened, he was like, I knew then that if nothing changed, nothing then, changed then, then we weren't going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching the news today, and maybe I'm just being, again, a little too optimistic, but I'm, I see the mayor on TV. I see the parents of some of the victims. I see some of the other parents, you know, of, of kids at that school, and I think maybe, maybe something yeah, gets done. It's a trap. I, I, I shooter... fell into it after Parkland because Parkland really felt like right. there you was, there's got to be. Some you get those changes. kids like David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez that like became kind of yeah, you know, for lack of a better word, celebrities, and it felt like there was actually momentum yeah. and change. Oh, like, and I'm thinking could... of Sandy Hook anyway. I said Parkland. I was thinking of Sandy Hook. Did I say Sandy Hook? You said That's... Sandy Hook. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But I mean, I, but no, I, I, I really felt mean. like, hey, this might absolutely you know, make some change happen. I know, but just what. A depressing, horrible story. And then the other thing is, and again, I have to be really careful how I say this, but I don't understand the idea of I'm I'm going to I'm suicidal. I want to hurt myself. So when I do it, I'm going to take others right. with me, including kids. Yeah. It's not like you said I'm mad at you know because there's now some rumors going around that the shooter felt like they were mistreated uh, at the school or was unhappy yeah. that they had to go to that school, even depending on what you're reading. Okay, but what does that have to do with the kids? The kids what does that, that are going Just there. any of it. it has, I, I makes just, no sense. I don't understand it. And I don't know what, what you do. We're supposed to be a distraction, so I just feel like we have to talk about this, at, yeah. at least, you know, yeah. at the at the open here. And then I'm sure, again, we'll talk about it a little bit when we do doom scrolling coming up. But just, I don't know why, for whatever reason, today has just been so depressing yeah. reading these articles and watching, watching people go back and forth on Twitter and everywhere else, yeah. you know, criticizing people for wrong pronouns and all these things. It's just, it's so, it's too much. It's, it's, it's just too it much. really just put your head in your it's hands. Just, and just... Right, right. So we'll try and distract you. We got other stuff to talk about. Yeah. And, and again, I will go find Lazo right now because I think, I know that he was waiting on a prescription that he had to get oh, for that okay. sinus thing. So yeah, yeah, I'll go yeah. see where he is and we'll get started. All right. The Church of Lazlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? You going to be all right? No, I can't hear you. Man. I know, I know. I feel like you. Goddamn! It's it, okay. Listen, it, uh, you want me to not talk? You can do the talking. That's <laughs> no, totally fine. I want fine. you to talk. It's fine. I just can't hear anything. You got a new I hat? I can't. I don't have a new hat. I've never seen that hat. Well, that's good. You've never worn it to work before. Lazo's got. I have a lot of things at home. Lazo, people. The amount of. Deepness you know about me is as deep as a thimble, okay? Okay, listen, you know, I, got a hat. if I wear Damn. something new to work, you say something to me if you've never seen it before, and if I say, oh, it's not new, you still point it out. All right, look, yesterday Lazo mentioned that he had a headache. Lazo doesn't get headaches. So, so you say, like, you've rarely had them, like maybe you're tending your life, you think. You're not even sure you know what a headache is. Right. It's also possible that you've just always had a headache. And that no, you, I'm just the, used yeah, to it. Yeah, you're just used to it. So, but yesterday I was like, man... If you're if you're feeling that much of a headache, there's got to be something wrong, right? So then you're like, ah, I'll go home, get some rest. Now you've got some sort of which last week, remember, I was dizzy and I was like, dude, right. I'm being poisoned. Right. I had this whole conversation with Lazo outside before work one day last week, and I was like, I think I'm getting poisoned. Someone's poisoning me. <laughs> I couldn't like I got in my car to drive to work that day, and I felt so dizzy. And then Lazo was like, you need to do these these uh, yeah. things, exercises that'll help you with your balance if you've got something right. with your inner ear. Then, like, you know, within the next couple of days, Brooke was having problems with her sinuses. And then yesterday, Laz was like, there's something wrong with my sinuses. And I'm like, okay, well, then this must have always been. I probably wasn't getting poisoned. We probably all had some sort of sinus thing. But now it's all in your ears, right? 
Well, I mean, it's I could feel it up here, but I got home last night. I couldn't hear anything. And so I had this horrible headache, but I can't hear. So I went to the emergency room last night at yeah. like one thirty in the morning. And then they tell you... They said, I don't know that they did a great job, so I'm not sure. I feel like I should go see someone else, but... Well, you went to an ER. That's better than a minute clinic, right? Or maybe not. Yeah, but they were busy. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. Anyway, they gave me, you know, an antibiotic. Yeah. And told me what medication to take. And then I texted you. Yeah. Because it was early in the morning. Yeah. And I said, hey, I'm going to sleep this off. I can't hear anything. Like, it's so bad that I stood at the front door just a minute ago because I couldn't hear the beep. Oh, really? Oh, damn. I can't hear the beep. So I was like, did this thing beep? And, and I started checking, and then I pulled the door, and it was open. They can't do anything to, like, the, I'm guessing you're not supposed to pinch your nose and do I, the thing like They didn't tell me to do that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. That's probably not safe. But they just give you antibiotics, but you're not, you're not nauseous at least, right? Because sometimes when people get the inner ear infection, they can't stand up. Without getting nauseous. You're not nauseous. No. You just got the, uh, well, sorry. Well, uh, you know what? Mm. Try and make this uh, as painless for you as possible. So I texted you yeah. and said, hey, I'm going to sleep this off. Text our boss in the morning. My, text our boss. Let oh. us know. Yeah. And you said, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear anything. So, And then, you know, five minutes before work starts, you're like, yo, I'm about to tell our boss. I'm like, What? Sorry, I did. I thought. Why that, now? I thought that if you. I could have told him at two. I thought you meant. I literally could have told him at two. I thought Why you, would I text you at two o'clock in the morning to tell our boss 12 hours later? I, I could have set an alarm for one. <laughs> I literally could have set an alarm for one. I thought that. You it, thought what? I thought that it meant because I'll see him and you potentially won't. So if I see him. I didn't say I potentially won't. Right. So I'll see him. I said, I, I won't him. be there. Please let JR know. Yeah. Well, I apologize. I misread that. How is that? How do you misread that? I thought that I was supposed to let him know when I saw him, when I got to work. Like, if I saw him and you, you know, didn't make it in, I'll let him know. Hey, he's, he's so got Because last week we got all these emails about coming right. in on time, don't miss work. Call if you're going to be late. Well, and there's some sort of portal that we were supposed to, that we weren't using properly. Like, you know, this right. whole thing, you're supposed to go online. It's like, all right. which. So then last night at the emergency room, I'm like, I got all those emails in my mind, and I'm like, just email that dude. Yeah. Or, or call him. Yeah. Because I don't have his email in my thing. And I tried t- typing tried JR, to and it didn't up. come up. So I was like, you know what? I don't know. And I didn't want to text him at 3 in the morning. Right. Well, I get that. Well, okay, so my bad. I apologize. <laughs> Can I get you anything? No. So then you're like, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to tell him this? And you're like, I, I'm like, what? You're like, you want me to tell him that you're in, that you just went to the emergency room? I'm like, well, I thought like, you on my way to work. <laughs> like I, I was coming know. here, and I just decided, you know what? Not feeling great. I just slide off into the emergency room, guys. Well, I thought. I thought, you know, I just went to the can't. minute clinic and they sent you to the ER and you've got I this knew infection. I should have put snow cone in charge. You should have. <laughs> you should have. Well, that's what snow cone said. He's like, why didn't you just tell me? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Because obviously you would have done something about this. I didn't do anything about it. So, well, glad you're here, boss. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm here, too. The Church of Laszlo. So, uh, I know you and I don't really use TikTok. Snow cone's a big TikTok star. But yeah. I do try and keep uh, an eye on it, you know, via... I guess the mainstream news, Reddit, things like that. But I saw there's this debate going on about um, men 
and why men don't share more personal information with each other. This started because this woman went viral on TikTok saying that she doesn't understand how men can you know have these friends, people that they call friends, that they say they're close with, and not know anything about them. I genuinely do not understand how men do not know personal facts about the other. I recently got lunch with two guys, and they know each other, and I know both of them separately. And I said something to the guy, and I was like, yeah, and then your fiance. And the other guy was like, congrats, man. I didn't know you were engaged. I didn't know you were engaged. What? He didn't tell you he was going to propose? What? Okay, so she's like, you know, you've got a friend who's engaged, and you don't even know that. That does seem a bit... Yeah, you think that you'd at least know that. Well, how close they are. Right. How close are these two? Right. So, but then there's this debate back and forth about even if they are close, that it is true that a lot of times they might not share as much information. So along comes this uh, this guy. Well, I apparently didn't tell you I bought a new hat. Right. Exactly. I didn't know about that. So I don't know until I see it. So this guy comes along and he's seen, I don't know if this guy is, you know, qualified to give this opinion, but it sounds like a, a, a good explanation. He says there is actually an explanation for this and it has to do with basically a long history of how men are were taught to deal with problems and what it meant if a guy had like a personal issue in his life. Pop culture loves to portray men as being very simple and shallow, like we'll get together and we'll just talk about sports all day. We'll never get into anything about our personal lives. And I guess women don't realize there's a reason for this. From birth, it was my understanding that the most noble thing you can do as a man is not be a burden on other people. It's not a burden to talk about sports or video games or Warhammer figures, but it is, in our perception, a burden to talk about our jobs, our relationships, and so on. So the arrangement you wind up with is, because I like you, I'm not going to burden you. So because I like you, I won't burden you. Exactly. If I'm going to burden someone, I should be paying them. Exactly. Like a therapist, right? I actually agree with that. It makes sense what he's saying. And I did see a lot of people talking about the things, giving examples of stuff. Oh, you know, my husband or my boyfriend, he doesn't know this stuff about his friends. And I know from my own personal experience, Brooke will ask me sometimes, you know, uh, how's Lazo? Good. Um, you know, and then she'll ask for retails. How's whatever that's going on? I'm like, I don't know. We didn't talk about it. She's like, you didn't talk about it. Or Snow Cone, you know, how's his girlfriend? Right. I don't know. I think good. Right. Like, you know, because I don't, unless there was something major. Right. And even if there is, sometimes I'll go, oh, yeah, you know, I heard that. Uh, they're not seeing each other anymore. What happened? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. And so, you know, if you ask me before listening to this guy, why do you think that is? Uh, you know, I could probably come up with a few theories, but I think this guy's uh, explanation makes the most sense. Men think that they are a burden if they are telling someone about the problems in their life. Well, of course. And if they like you, they shouldn't be burdening you By the way, that's with their problems. Correct. And the sports thing, you know, whether it's sports or cars or whatever right, it is yeah. that you talk about, that's okay because that's not a burden. And it, and I saw people, which I've seen people say this before, but I saw people saying that there's theories that a lot of guys who like sports or whatever the thing is, really, do they actually like it? And apparently there's been studies done. Or do they do it so that they'll have something to talk to oh. other guys about? And for most of the things that I've read, they've said, well, it seems right, like... that might be a chicken and egg thing. Exactly. And for a lot of them, it could have been why they got into it in the first right, place. Sure. And now they, they actually, do like it. Yeah. Sure. Then they actually like it. And then you do hear about people who say, I try and figure out the bare minimum about what I feel like I need to know. So, And I've seen people talk about this on Reddit many times. Like, uh, whatever town you live in, whatever city you live in, you have this these sports teams. You know, as a guy, if you go out and you have to meet other guys... The, the things that are probably going to come up are those teams that are playing sure. right now. So just have some basic knowledge of it. And that they're like, I don't know anything about sports. 
I don't care about sports, but I learned the very, very basics because otherwise, as a guy, which I do agree with this, if you are meeting uh, a guy that you've never met before or someone that you've maybe met but you're not close with at all, you're not friends, you're friends via your wife or girlfriend sure. or whatever, you're really not talking to that person about your problems. I mean, for oh, sure God, no. not. The only thing there is to talk about is what do you do? Uh, how about those Chiefs? Right, right? sure. How about the whatever sports related thing, <coughs> and then maybe if something else comes up naturally, like if there's a discussion, if you find out that the if you're both into fixing houses or whatever, and you find right, out, sure. oh okay, sure you can talk about that. The last thing you're going to do, I think, is go personal beyond this is what I do for a living. You know what I mean? If you're yeah, at a no. party with someone like that, I don't know what else are you talking about. Well, I think that's it. I think you say so. What do you do? That's a normal first question, right? So what do you do? Yeah, but I mean, I don't think girls go beyond that in their first thing. But I, I think, think they're so saying either, that yeah. once they're friends, they burden each That's other all the time. That's the difference. Yep. I don't want you calling me and just telling me all your problems. Right. It's got to be like me and you will share problems. But it's got to be major. Major problems. Like major. Like this is life-changing, moment-changing. I can't believe this is happening. I never would have thought. But I'm not going to call you and be like... Definitely not going to call me. Well, I'm, if, if I'm not going to call you. Call my boss and tell him I'm not coming into work today. <laughs> if you called me, it's like let me tell you about this relationship stuff. I would, I would think that someone had a gun to your head, like something's wrong. Oh yeah, what happened? That would be completely bizarre. And it's so funny to me when my girlfriend asks these questions about well, how did you not get updates? Well, has he said anything all week? Well, don't you ask how she's doing? I say, how are you and so and so? Good. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, if we go. You and I, I don't know what the longest is. We see each other every day. We could go a month, probably more. I think we might be able to go a few months without really talking about anything important. beyond it, like important. Anything right, yeah, that's bothering no. us or what's going yeah, on. Maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that that's right. fair. And I think you and I are pretty comfortable when it comes to if we do need someone to talk to about no, something. i just go to you. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, dude, you can't. You can't. You got to hear this. Right. Exactly. But, but yeah, no, I don't. When was the last time? I can't even think of the last time. Yeah. It's been a long time. Now, then the big debate is, is it healthy? You know, oh, okay, well, men need to change. Why? Why? You know, tell, show me why, and then if you're as convincing as this guy talking about why it is that yeah, we only talk that's about That's the other sports. thing, like, oh, toxic masculinity. Well, just show me how the women have it better. Right. How just show toxic? me how you have it better. Right. Like, show me why sharing your feelings with each other have made you the superior human being. Like, why, why do I look around and be like, God damn, you guys got it. You figured it out. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't, I'm not saying we do. No. I'm just saying when I look over to the other sex, I don't think, well, I wish I was more like that. Right. That's I, not how I feel. Wish I cried more. Yeah, I mean, that's like a, that's kind of, a, I feel like that's a, should be at least a separate debate. The whole, men are taught to you know, repress all feelings, hide everything. Yeah, but even if we say we don't share our feelings, women share our feelings, why Why don't? And then you you started it with, uh, and it's, you know, then it's bad for you. Okay, well, show it to prove to me that right. it's bad for me. Why is it bad for me? Right. What is the what is the benefit? And, I, you know, I've seen people say that if men were able to communicate how they feel more effectively, then they might be less uh, inclined to act out, you know, because it builds up. And then they can become violent or physical or whatever, and it causes you know abuse and assault and, and whatever else. And that could be, but I don't know. That that's the same thing as having a conversation with your friends yeah, about not. what's really going on with you and your wife. But let me tell you all the details. I isn't it possible that we're just different? Yeah, and that we don't. And that what doesn't? I mean, you could go to both sexes and be like, well, here, here's you guys got a lot of problems here, right? 
So I'm just saying, if, if you look at, it's like the generational argument. If you look at the other section, and you're like, man, you have got it figured out. Yeah. Everything goes so smooth for you. Right. I need to do more of that. But I don't feel that way. No. But I'm sure you don't feel that way looking at me. So, you know what? You don't tell me what's wrong with me until you have an answer. You, look, because I'm not here just for you to vent. I'm a solution-based person. <laughs> That's the other thing. So if you just want to talk to me, I, whatever. I just saw them talking about that. It might have been the same discussion from this TikTok video, but why is it that when you tell a guy a problem, he always has to try and offer up a solution? Well, I don't know. But, I mean, apparently that is a gender thing because you hear that all the time. But if you if you come to me with a problem, because I guess if Lazo comes to me with a problem, he is looking like I'm looking for some for sort of advice. Like, what do you think? What would you do? Right. Right? And I'm looking for the same if I go to him. So I guess we're just not used to the idea, and it takes us a while. I think in relationships we can learn. Or we're talking like, oh, you're not looking for a solution. Okay. You're just looking for somebody right. to listen. Got it. Right? And then yeah. the, the, key, the big uh, word of the last 10 years or five years, whatever, validation. Looking for some validation. You see it online constantly, and people say it. Okay, sure. Well, I think yeah. you should be looking for validation from other people. Well, you know, I don't know how that... I don't know anything about that, but I do know... I know. Why I, do you need other people to validate you? Right. I, I, I do know that without the you know, data, which I don't think we have in front of me, I think it's fair to just kind of assume that we both got our problems, and they can be yeah. different problems. Right, and we're going to handle but them they're about Yeah, that they're about equal, and that we're, that we're just different. Right. I don't feel an urge. It's not like I'm repressing an urge. Are you to tell, tell you things like, I really want to tell him about this? I don't no. feel that urge. No. And it's like, if only I weren't a guy. If only we were more open with one another. I don't think the urge is And I is think there. there are people saying, oh, don't, <clears throat> well, whatever, we can get into it. But, you know, like, we shouldn't, you, you know, you don't cry. Shouldn't you cry more? Like, well, no. Yeah, I hear Maybe that. crying is just living in the problem. Could be. How about that? How about if you sit on your couch and cry for three days? I, I consider that an issue. Right. I consider that living in the problem. How about there's a problem and I need to get up and try to fix it? That doesn't mean that you're right or that I'm right, but certainly doesn't mean crying for three days over something is the correct answer. Doesn't seem like it should be. But I have to grieve. Like, what? Well, maybe I grieve by, I don't know, uh, you know, trying to figure out what the next thing I can do. Right. Right? The next right thing I can do and actually go do it. Like, it doesn't mean you're wrong or I'm right. It just means we're different. But until you can prove to me... That sitting on the couch for three days crying is is a better Better, solution than I, you know, than I just go with what I got. I'm with you. So let us be different. I don't want to cry. Right. Lazo doesn't want to cry. No, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. If I just stay here for two more minutes, I'm going to cry. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right. What's going on, kid? So the big news of the day is this shooting that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And just a few things here that I I put a pin in because it's kind of crazy. We know that mass shootings are a problem in the United States, but we've also been hearing that this year has been exceptionally bad. Mm-hmm. They said this was the 129th mass shooting in the U.S. in the first 86 days of 2023. And I remember sometime in, I think it was early February or maybe end of January, they said there'd been more mass shootings than days in the year. And it looks like we're still there. 129 versus 86 days. So, uh, the other thing is that the cops showed up quickly. The, the 911 call happened at 10.13 a.m. By 10.27, the whole thing's over. So the cops get there. The shooter's shooting from an upstairs window. And here's something that happens in movies that I never knew if it would work in real life. Initially, Fox News said that the shooter came through a side door that was left unlocked. And they got that wrong. The door was locked, and there's security footage. The shooter shot the lock and oh, got really? the door that open. actually worked. I guess that works. I didn't know if that, you know, in movies it works, and I always think, what would actually happen if you just shot the, the lock on the thing? How many times did you have to shoot it? You know, sometimes they'll use a machine gun and blow a hole around the whole thing. I'm like, I don't know if that would work or not. It seems crazy they banked on that working. Yeah, if I, that I don't didn't know. work, then right, what Right, I don't you know if that do? was the actual plan or not, but um, they, it did work. And, and they, they, the, the cops released this video, and they say it shows that the shooter shot at the lock, and that's how it went from being locked to unlocked. Uh, three nine-year-olds and three staff members were killed, so six people total. Um, I mentioned earlier that the shooter had had sent an old friend a message saying, I'm going to die today. Wasn't very specific about what was going to happen. Didn't say anything about the shooting, but I felt terrible for that person that, that was trying to get a hold of the police and figure out, you know, she's thinking like, oh, you know, an old friend of mine is threatening suicide. I don't. She didn't have any reason, from what I read at least, any reason to think, you know, they're going to go shoot up a school. That wasn't part of it. But then all this stuff comes out about yesterday they were saying it, it was a woman. This has only happened five times right. in U.S. history that there's been a female shooter. Then this morning they're saying, oh, but uh, they identify as trans. And so it's a male shooter. And then the cops were kind of getting it backwards was, you know, what gender were they assigned? At birth? That's what I didn't understand. Yeah. So the gender assigned at birth was female, if I'm getting the story correct. And that uh, they had gone by. I had the name in here. Wasn't it Aiden? Uh, so, OK, the shooter. Uh, Audrey Hale, um, who has, you know, th- they are saying, you know, these initial reports at least, was transgender and online was using he, him pronouns and sometimes used the name Aiden. So Audrey was the birth name. Okay. Aiden was the name being used sometimes All right. and switched so, to he, uh, him. born? F- female. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who was identifying, at least from these reports, as male. As male. So, uh 
That's what happened. The cops get there. They ran straight up. They released the video overnight. This morning, I saw it was everywhere. They ran straight up the stairs towards the sound of the gunfire. They did not wait. They did not sit, you know, and all wait for everybody to get there and come up with some big plan like we saw in those videos in Texas. They ran straight up there, and uh, it was all over. Like I said, the whole thing started. Someone called 911 at 10.13 a.m. By 10.27, it was over. Overnight, police in Nashville releasing chilling surveillance video showing the terrifying moments the shooter blasted their way into the small private Presbyterian school, shooting right through locked glass doors. The video also shows the armed person entering a church office and later stalking the halls with an AR-style weapon drawn. One of three firearms investigators say the shooter had. Police calling the attack on the Covenant School targeted, adding the shooter left behind detailed plans of the deadly assault. We have a manifesto. We have a map drawn out of how this was all going to take place. There's some belief that there was some resentment for having to go to that school. Authorities say within 14 minutes, they were able to confront and kill the shooter who fired at officers from a second floor window. Yeah, so I guess they've got this manifesto and that's where they're getting this information that there was okay. resentment about having to go to the school. Um, the three adults that were killed, 61-year-old Cynthia Peak, a substitute teacher, 61-year-old Mike Hill, a custodian, and 60-year-old Catherine, uh, I think you'd say it, Kuntz, who was head of the school, so I guess that's the um, principal, right, okay. or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things that make this story uh, unique. I think the fact that it was a private school, it's usually not the case. Is that also, true? I don't know. I, you know, people were saying that, but honestly, I, I guess know. you go like, back and yeah, look. It, me is, neither. It, is it more what often is than it? not? What is, how many does that happen? How does it break down? Because there have that. been private school shootings. But the thing that really gets me is just these messages that the shooter was sending to that friend saying, I'm going to die today. I don't I will never understand the I got to take people with me, you know, I mean, look, if 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 you are feeling suicidal or whatever, get help. Like they say, that's not just something people say you should get help and things do get better. But this 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 idea of I'm going to take people with me seems like a a fairly new thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just that we hear about it in the press more now and everyone's got a manifesto. I mean, everyone has a manifesto. Right. That's the other thing. But if you're thinking, like, I'm going to die today, I'm going to take my life, why do you go take other people? And you're mad that you went to that school. Let's just go with that and assume that that's true, that in the manifesto there was resentment about having to go to school there. Why are you mad at kids? Why are you shooting kids? What do they have to do with you having to go to school there when you were younger? None of it makes any sense. I mean, I know mass shootings never make sense. They never make sense. So, you know, what our response shouldn't be trying to make sense of it. Our response should be, what are we going to do about it? And I saw the mayor saying, you know, there needs to be gun reform. I saw there was a... Yeah, once again, just lip service, whatever. A victim, um, what was that well, shooting you just get tired of fighting about it. Don't, who cares? Right, I mean... Like, that's what you want me to say, who cares? Yeah, and this... Like, literally, I'm, you want me to say, who cares? You just want me to forget about it and move on. That's apparent. Right? So that's it. And argue about the trans aspect of this whole story. That's the thing right. that got me this and morning. People already on our Twitch, like, don't say their old name. Say their new name. Don't say this. Don't say right. that. You guys are all missing the point. Right. There's bullets hitting kids. Bullets hitting kids. Who cares what we call them? Right. Like, literally, that is the least of the arguments. There are bullets hitting children in schools, and you are allowing them to distract you with whether his name or her name is Aiden or Aubrey. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Your cause, your belief is not bigger than children being executed. 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how Fox News portrays it. Doesn't matter how CNN portrays it. Doesn't matter how MSNBC portrays it. What matters is gun control. But we're not going to get there, so let's just argue about whether we should have called her he or him. She or her, they or those. Whatever. Distraction. Again, there's a reason why Fox Headlines has that up there. You know why? So that we'd argue about this. Instead of the fact that, once again, innocent children in an elementary school are gunned down. I don't care who did it. Don't care. Agree. And the fact that it's just been going on all morning, the back and forth, I'm like, how are we missing the point this badly? Right. How did we get here? That you are actually publicly in a public place feeling righteous by getting angry at someone for misgendering the person. Right. When that is not the story. Right. And that can be a story. It can be a story. But this is not it. Right. But here, we're going to be it. Six people. It's going to be it. I guarantee you it's going to be it on our Twitch. I know. It's going to be it everywhere. Instead of the fact that, once again, children. I'm guessing, maybe, some of those children are going down trans. Yeah. How do I know? Who knows? Gay, straight, black, white. Don't know. What I do know is they got a gun down, and we need to do something about it. Seems like the bigger story here. Right. So, all right, we know what, let's just, let's just end on, on that. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back and do the lighter side of doom scrolling. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going? All right, so, Gwyneth Paltrow, she's in court, because a retired optometrist uh, named Terry Sanders, or Sanderson, is uh, suing her. Now, in 2019, this guy sued her for the same same thing, the ski accident, which he ca- says uh, caused brain damage, permanent brain damage, and a lot of physical pain and injury. And he originally had sued her for $3.1 million. Um, let me see what his exact quotes were. Because it resulted in permanent traumatic brain injury, four broken ribs, pain, suffering, loss of enjoyment of life, emotional distress, and disfigurement. So then that number was lowered by a judge to 300000 And we talked about that last week. I don't, I don't know. I've never heard that before. Where just says you can't ask for that much. You can only ask for this much. But that's the way that they've right. been covering this. Is like they told them, no, you can't ask for that much. So he lowered it to three hundred thousand dollars. Gwyneth Paltrow is countersuing him for one dollar plus legal expenses. Now she says that he crashed into her on the slopes that day. Okay. He says that she crashed into him. She has a witness. Her witness is this guy that she'd hired to be a ski instructor for her kid at the time, and uh, the other guy who's a witness says that he saw the crash, and that Gwyneth did run into Sanderson. So you've got kind of conflicting views. Okay. I guess yesterday they played some sort of animation, the defense did. This is what you know what really happened, which I've seen that done in like forensic files before. Where they just say, here you go, give you, right, give you sure. a visual. This is what it looks like. So one of the big things, too, is that this guy who's suing Sanderson, he sent an email to his kids right after the crash, and it, he's been having to explain that, and uh, I'll tell you why in a second. Everything was great, and then... I heard something I've never heard at a ski resort, and that was a blood-curdling scream. It was like somebody was out of control and going to hit a tree and was going to die. And that's what I had until I was hit. Okay, so yesterday he also had to explain the reasoning behind an email that he sent to his daughters after the accident. The email, I don't know what all was in the email, but the subject line said, I'm famous. 
So that doesn't sound great for a guy who's suing Gwyneth Paltrow for damages that he sent an email right after the accident saying, I'm famous. He says, look, my head was scrambled. All I was trying to do was desperately communicate with my kids before they heard from somebody else that I got crushed. I didn't pick my words well, not at all how I felt, and I was really trying to add a little levity to a serious situation, and it backfired. So saying I'm famous in that email right after the crash, obviously... You know, Not great. A juror might think, well, this person. And look, if I got hit on the slopes by going with Paltrow, I don't know. I like to think that I could just say, oh, you know, it was an accident, whatever. I don't, I don't need to bring legal action against this person. Yeah, why is knows? he doing that? How hurt it? I mean, when, he says he's got this permanent brain damage and the broken ribs and, it's, you know. Why is it her fault? Because she didn't know what she was doing. She shouldn't have been, uh, she shouldn't have been I guess, that out on that slope. Like, man, that, can't, that seems like a slippery slope. I know. It just seems, I mean, really does, that's it, like, well, what if I was riding my bike? Right. Someone's like, well, that kid didn't know how to ride his bike, and he ran into me. Right. Like a little kid. Bam. Yeah. Now I fell off. Now I get to sue the fan. Like, no. Yeah, yeah that's... No, there, there's got to be still inherent sense of risk things. Like, if you're riding a bike in a bike park or riding a bike anywhere, there's a chance you that fall you fall off. If you're <laughs> yeah. skiing, then there's even more of a chance, yeah, right? Like, that's part of the fun of it is... You fall down. The adrenaline rush that you might fall down. You might get hit. Right. And... uh I'm a little surprised that at $300,000 that she's not just paying him. I guess as a celebrity, you're like, I don't want to set that precedent, right? It's a, it's the principle of the matter. I'm not going to pay him the three hundred grand. i am sure she has a three hundred grand and could have paid it and made this whole thing go away so she's not on TV in the courtroom you know, testifying. But she must think like, no, screw that guy. I'm not going to give him $300,000. Especially if he ran into her. Yeah, especially if he ran into her. Right, if she's right and she's not lying, he ran into her and then was like, give me three hundred dollars. Like, I'd be <laughs> right. like, I would be like, yeah, I can afford to pay. I'm not, I'm not doing this every time I go skiing. Right. Right? Right, because I think I'm the kind of person that if I did get wealthy, I would just be like, oh, just pay it. But yeah. if I was one who got hit and then they tried to turn that around, I'd be that's mad. when I might say, you know what? No, we're going to go to court. Right. We're going to go back to Utah. We're going to go to court. We're right. going to do this whole thing and I'm going to testify and it'll be on TV. Right. I saw Bill Maher talking about it over the weekend. He's like, this is the whitest news story in the world. <laughs> right. Like a ski slope with an optometrist and Gwyneth Paltrow in Utah, you know, getting knocked right. up for skis. So uh, also in the news, Super Pigs. I think maybe we've talked about Super Pigs once when the big story broke. A few, um, Maybe it was a, like a month or two ago that Super Pigs were invading the United States from Canada and that we're supposed to be worried. At the time, it just said experts warn of this uh, you know, invasion of Super Pigs from Canada and that it's going to cause lots of destruction and that we have to do something about it. Super pigs are hybrid pigs. They're half European pig and half a feral pig. And that makes them really good at reproducing, but also really good at, uh, they've got, they've got sharp tusks and they've got the long furs, which I guess makes them good at surviving out in the wild. But because they're mixed with these, uh, captive pigs, they, they make more babies, and they, they are somehow just going to destroy crops and destroy uh, a bunch of people's property in the United States. Super pigs are? Yeah, and this all happened because they bred these things on purpose at some point. Then they said there was a collapse of the pork market. So mm. they said a bunch of these pigs escaped, or maybe these farmers just let them go in Canada. They started reproducing really quickly, and now they're coming across the border. You know, no, no 
passport, no nothing, just running straight across the border. A super pig is a hybrid between a, a European wild boar and a domestic pig. We get the benefits of having really thick, warm fur, long legs, big, long nose, razor-sharp tusks, but also large body size and very, very high reproductive output. Associate Professor Brooke has been studying feral swine for the past 13 years. Wow. He's now sounding the <laughs> alarm on a huge population of super pigs that have been running wild in the Saskatchewan wilderness for decades. I mean, you got it. You know, they're scientists. I know they all have their expertise or whatever. 13 years studying super pigs or feral pigs, I guess. Can you but eat them? Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, you can eat them. I don't, I don't totally understand why... Are they this as is good such as a, a regular problem. Pig? Well, they made it sound like they bred these that farmers were breeding them on purpose because they were more resilient to weather, but they also got bigger, like the European ones, like the ones you're, you would normally eat, uh, and they make more babies, I guess. Huh. So why well, are we just, just them. giving Sarah Palin a gun and a helicopter? <laughs> right. I mean, I know people go down to Texas and pay good money to shoot big animals on these yeah. private plots of land. I got to think, with you know just- all the hunters in this country, they'd be excited to go... Shoot pigs. I don't know. If they're, wherever they're coming across the border, just put up a fence on either side, make it a slaughterhouse, and let them run right in. <laughs> right. Free food. <laughs> right. I, I mean, got a three-mile pin where I'm just getting free pigs. Right. Imagine the type of first-world problems you got to have where they're like, hey, all this free meat right. is coming your way. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's all just running across the border. with None of it's been certified. It's not coming from a farmer. And I guess they are letting people shoot them, but they, they say they've got to do more than just that. I don't know what that means if they got to try and make them sterile. I mean, I, I don't know. Bill Gates is pretty busy with the mosquito thing, and I don't think he solved that problem yet. So depending on who you ask online, I guess he's trying to. I hope we start having sterile. super pigs all the way down here. Right. We've got armadillos now. When I was a kid, there were no armadillos. Yeah, super pigs. If there's a super pig just running around your neighborhood. Yeah, and you can keep it as a ride pet it? or ride it. Yeah. yeah. Shoot it and eat it. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I am a meat eater. It. <clears throat> well, sure. I mean, I guess there's no, no kink shaming. Uh, I'm not big on hunting, but I also understand that I do eat meat. So it, it's a little bit hypocritical to say I don't want to see an animal get hurt when I eat animals every day. I understand that. I'll tell you, if I was going to go hunting, it would really help big? me. Yeah, if you said, like, these pigs are going to destroy everything. We have to stop them. Then it's like, all right. Well, they already say that about deer. you versus me. That's true. I know. They, they say, say about everything. I know. They cause so many traffic accidents, <laughs> right. and they're giving us uh, Lyme disease. Right. And you're like, okay. But you got to give it a name like that. Yeah. Like a deer. I just want to shoot a deer. Right. But if you called it, like, mega deer. <laughs> right. You're like, hey, yes. these mega deer are coming in from Vancouver, and they're kicking people's asses. I'm yeah. like, all right. Bring on the mega deer, right? Absolutely. You call it super pig. You're like, all right, super pig. Let's see how super you are. But if you're just like, it's a pig. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to shoot a pig. It's kind of fuzzy. Yeah, right. right. Like, well, the little ones look like those pets right. that they used to sell at the mall. They said would never get big, and then they did. Right. Well, they used up the name killer on killer bees. You know, right. I guess they probably used it mega on other deer, things. super pig. Yeah, super right. pig, mega deer. Either way, titanium I'd chicken. Shoot one. Titanium chicken? Yeah. That sounds like a good chicken, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's bad. But I feel like I could shoot a super pig. Like oh, yeah. They say, you got to shoot a deer. Yeah, I've never... I've asked my my friends growing up. They all hunt. And well, at least a lot of them do. And I asked them many times, like, take me once. you know. And they were always like, absolutely not. They had no interest <laughs> in taking me. They're like, you're not going to shut up long enough. Because you got to sit there for three hours silently or whatever. Ten hours, three days. Um, and once it happens, you're, you're not going to want to do it. Because you're gonna right. you're gonna feel bad about it. We saw you shoot that rabbit, and you got all sad. I'm like, no, I gotta I gotta overcome this, right? I'm a meat eater. I'll go out there. I'll hunt. 
But I never did it. And then I was like, well, take me goose hunting. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to be any better. Well, I'll tell you what. Mega, super pigs. Right. Mega deer. Mega deer, super pigs. Obviously, I could kill those and not feel guilty about it. Ferocious I, goose. Ferocious goose. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ferocious goose. Ferocious goose. I got to go kill them. <laughs> I don't want those things, you know. No, you don't want it in the backyard. Hurting my mother Not a regular goose. Right. I need to get a ferocious goose. Yeah. So, and by the way, we made fun of, it was Sarah Palin, right, who shot out of the helicopter? Yeah. I mean, we made fun of that during that campaign. Yeah, but now we need to do it. But I mean, shooting out of a helicopter does seem kind of cool. Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You, you don't have to be a gun nut or any of that to know, to see that and go, yeah, I mean, that would be kind of fun. If yeah. you're strapped into a helicopter and you're hanging out a door and like shoot at this stuff, yeah, I'll do it. I'll go on that trip and shoot super pigs. So, you're a total softy. That's a good thing. Not necessarily a bad thing. Could you shoot a super pig? I'm with you. If they said like this is going to be a detriment to our country or yeah. something, then yeah, it's a lot easier for sure. But I, I don't want to kill anything. Really. I think I could do it. When's the yeah. last time you killed an animal? Other than an insect, I, I don't think I ever have. What? You've never like accidentally hit a rabbit with a lawnmower or anything I think I've like run that? over a squirrel once or twice. I don't know. Squirrel. Other than intentionally, though. Yeah. Like I ran over. If I did anything. It's ran run over something. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing intentional. Not an accident. Yeah. I ran over a nest of baby rabbits. Mm. That made me really it's kind of surprised. You were like shocked that I haven't intentionally killed. Well, I just saw it on before. accident, like with, with a lawnmower, lawnmower on purpose. On accident, mm. with a lawnmower on accident. I didn't see them, and I mean, I was I was a kid, but I was almost in tears. These little things, you know, they were like, like I don't want to be gruesome. Yeah, they, I was sad. Let's put it that way. But I think I could shoot a super pig. It's a church of <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, so I was reading this uh, conversation online. I don't know where it originated, and people were talking about fixing the tip. And uh, I don't know. That seems like kind of a 
a weird way to put it. There should be I'll a better phrase. For, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I figured there, there's got to be a better way to put it, but apparently they call it fixing the tip. You know, do you know what this is? No. This is when you go out to eat with friends, family, whatever. Someone else is paying the bill, and you – they decide don't they don't tip enough, adequately. so I'm going to add more money to it. So the okay. original debate, it looks like, was is it rude? Is it ever okay mm-hmm. to come in? And we were talking about it on Twitch. You can go to uh, twitch.tv slash Church of Laszlo and you join can. us. We were discussing it off the air, and I was asking everyone, you know, is this something that you do? I've noticed that in this original thread, and we had people say the same thing, they will make an excuse. So they'll say, oh, i got to run back in. I forgot my jacket, or i got to go use the restroom. Then they go in and they put extra money on the table. Now, first of all, you have to have cash for this to work. If you're, you know, if you're worried about your family not tipping enough or your friend not tipping enough, but you don't have any cash with you, you can't exactly. You're gonna have to tell the server, "Could you run my card for a dollar and let me?" T-? Like I don't know how that works. So if you have the cash, the idea is you're gonna try and throw some extra cash in there, right? I never thought of this as being rude necessarily, but the more I thought about it, and the more we were discussing it, I realized if I went out, if Lazo and I went out to eat, and Lazo picks up the bill. It would be rude for me to look at the bill and see what he tipped. I also am not worried about it. Is it rude? It. Is that the word? I think it's rude. I think it's rude to look if it's, yeah, now, if it's mean, your family. And a lot of people said the same thing. It's rude because the implication is that you suspect right. Did you, you tip, enough? tip enough. Yeah, I think it's rude. You're you know, being cheap. Or I think if, you, like, if, I, if I was paying and you guys were like, let me see. I mean, it'd be, I guess it's a, Among a, us, little, it'd be different, a little different. Right? It's, but if it's you're you're normal friends, coworkers, family, I gonna, feel like it's, the implication is that yeah, you're worthy of tipping enough. You don't look at it. Now, it also seems like... Most of the time, but maybe not. I'm trying to think back. I don't eat out nearly as much as I used to, but I did go out to eat a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. with Brooks' aunt and uncle. I offered to pay. And I was thinking that time, you know, we both kind of did the, no, let me, no, let me, and then I paid. And I guess I just paid. But I think most of the time when you do that, or at least a lot of times, the other person will say, let me pay for the tip. You paid for the meal. At least let me get the tip, right? I hear that a lot. I've done that. Like my dad used to always say, you know, let me get it, let me get it. And sometimes you have to let them pay. I think that can be rude in and of itself to just never let them pay. That sort of implies like you can't afford to be buying me a meal or whatever. You know, if they want to treat you to a meal, you should, they should be able to treat you to a meal. But I would always do the, all right, well, if you're going to do that, at least let me get the tip. And he never fought me on that. But the thing is with my parents, I mean, you know, they were older. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what my mom tips. I don't know what her rule is when she goes out to eat. I have no idea. I know that if I go out to eat with her, I try to offer to pay when I can, and then it's taken care of. I do think that if I went out to eat with my mom and she offered to pay and I went and looked at the bill, eh, not great. But it's my mother, so it wouldn't be that bad. If I did it with coworkers or friends, mm-hmm. coworkers that you're friends with or just friends, mm-hmm. I think you can't look. You can't check. You if you're concerned that they don't tip enough, if it's the kind of person where you've heard them talk about I refuse to tip more than ten percent, or whatever it is. I hate that. And you're just worried about just maybe put just down cheap. a ten or a twenty. Exactly. Whatever. Just, just leave have it on that the table. cash with you. Exactly. Walk off the table. You know, a little bit, a few minutes after they do, or whatever it is, and just throw a ten on there. Whatever. I'm just reading what people are still saying here. I've had uh, to add to the tip with my parents and grandparents before, since they're all so damn cheap. Exactly. If you've got family members that you know are cheap, or maybe just specifically not good at tipping. Yeah. You're you're being seen with these people, right? So the story the could go later, right? The, the story could go later from that server. Yeah, that guy doesn't tip. Yeah, that girl doesn't tip. Right. I had a friend's you know, mom who me. always left ten, ten dollar bill, no matter what it was. The bill could be six bucks. The bill could be three hundred. She left ten, and in some way, she justified this like, 
Hold on, you this know? is a thing she discussed openly too. Like, I don't, I don't think she told. He told me about it. So this was like a thing that, that she had said. Like, this is what that. I do. This is my method. Yeah. We should all follow this method. Tip ten dollars. It was ten bucks no matter what. And it's like sometimes you know, you know, someone gets a great tip. Sometimes it's not great, but it all evens out. Seems like it would and almost that is so infuriating because be if you can imagine being a server with like a three hundred dollar bill and you get ten bucks, you're gonna be pissed. Right. And it wouldn't help to know that well, someone else who had you know another server got ten bucks when the bill was eight. That doesn't help me. It just pisses me off more. I mean, you can be mad about the whole tipping institution of tipping, and we've talked about that plenty of it times here, and yeah. it should go away. But as long as it exists, then you have to do it, because if you're going to go out to eat, you are agreeing to play by these rules. Mm-hmm. And it's not even an unspoken rule. It's a spoken rule. You know about it. And most of the time, I guess the bill will actually say something about tipping, or a tip of this much will be added to bills of this. But everyone knows that you're supposed to tip. And the general rule, at least in my mind, is... Twenty percent is your baseline. To me, to me, if you do great, you get over twenty percent. If you do bad, you get less twenty percent. Twenty percent is where I start, right? I, I that's think, like the average. To me, I think when I was a kid, this may have been different. I feel like it's gone up, but to me, ten percent is you did a bad job. I don't like you. Yes, I'm mad at you. That's right. Now the thing is, I am the kind of person who the worst job you do. A lot of times, I find I actually end up tipping more. Because it's like I'm trying to prove to you, you know, you, you really missed you out. Really, yeah, you missed out because I'm a good tipper. I'm a good tipper. And you should have focused on me instead of Or like you're not going to get to me. I know what you're trying to get me to do. You're trying to get me to not tip. You think I'm just not going to tip you, don't why you? Why would they be trying to do I that? I don't know why my brain works the way it does. But when people give me bad service, I think a lot of times I over tip. I'm like, look at this. Can you believe this? Yeah, no, I don't give them 30%. So I can't leave a bad tip like intentionally. I just can't do it. Even if you're mad, I assume maybe it's not their fault. The restaurant's busy. It's the, the kitchen's slow. I don't know. I've worked in restaurants before. Who knows what's going on? And the thing is, that story could follow you forever. So you got a tip. So I think back to your thing, what is baseline? I thought it was 15% and then 20% is that's a you did good. Mm-hmm. You're saying 20% is the bottom. That's my baseline. Okay, so maybe we've moved up from 15 to 20. And if you have to do really bad for me to lower that 20% too. Right. Like if it, it's just normal average service at 20%. I if go you with 20%. Like go out of the way and you know it's it's amazing service then you know 30%, whatever. Like I go with 20% no ceiling. and then whatever the 20% is, you know it's almost never an even number. So and I don't even mean like uh, pennies. I'm talking about if that tip with the twenty percent makes the total ninety six dollars, then just go ahead and make it a hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and round up to the next tenth or ten dollars. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. So twenty percent plus whatever it is to get to that next increment of ten. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I say fifteen percent is like average service, but you're right. No one uses fifteen percent anymore. That's old. It's twenty percent. Ten percent would be you're trying to send a message. Then people were saying, "What do you tip the Instacart guy?" Which is a whole other thing because I don't actually use Instacart. I use uh, Walmart, but I have my groceries delivered sometimes. And I, I hate s- tipping carryout. I go get like carryout pizza, and the tip it's like. But we do that now. But we do. They but tip it's at like, doggy daycare now. Like everyone, when they print Jesus a receipt, there's Christ. a tip there. There's a line for the tip. If it's got that line, yeah. Now you can try and take a stand early on when they first add that line. When they yeah. first added it at doggy daycare, I was like, no. I pay you. And this isn't right. like a and cheap now you thing. Feel like I pay a you dick. A right. And then it got to the point where it was like, they're not getting rid of the tip line, so I'm going to have to start tipping these people. Because I don't want my dog to be abused while right, I'm out of town. Right, because you worry that like, right. next time you go back, they're, they're going to talk, gonna, trash. Like, talk yeah. trash and not care about your dog. So and... there's a tip line on everything now. And I, there are certain things where I go, I'm, I don't need to do this. But you're right. Carry out, really. 
The thing is, with carryout, what happened is during COVID, everyone who was facilitating was those orders were servers. And they're yeah, not, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. they upped their pay. During COVID was different. Right. But it also just kind of changed things. I think when you go into restaurants and you go up to the bar to pick up your food, a lot of times it's a server that's taking it from the kitchen or the bartender has to go to the kitchen and get it and bring it out. They package it up. Yeah. Which is a thing in and of itself to get into all those yeah, boxes but, and bags. Yeah. I'm with you. I know. It should be it a sucks. different thing. I don't go more than like five bucks on carryout. I still I, do the twenty percent. Really? Well, I don't I know. What are you it. supposed to I, do? I usually do like ten percent. Like, I I can't. I do just. It. It's not like it says you know. Oh, carryout. So we only expect this. It's the same receipt coming out of the same register. But it's not. But we all we're all playing this yeah, game. We, we know it's not the same I thing. Know, I know. They're not checking up on me. Refilling. We know it's not the same. All right. So last night. I had for the first time that I can remember, probably in over a year, I had pizza delivered to the house. Oh. So. What's the occasion? Uh, I was feeling a little uh, lightheaded. Not, not enough carbs. <laughs> need, need, need to binge some carbs. So. Oh, yeah. I thought you were I doing ordered, no carbs. What happened with that? I don't do no carbs. I've done low, Less, lower the carbs, low carbs. Fewer carbs. Okay. But last night I was like, I'm, I got to eat some carbs. So I ordered pizza. Pizza person comes and I realize as he shows up, I was like. Oh, crap. I did not. I don't remember them having a thing on the website that said tip the driver. Usually it'll say, which that's another thing. With all of these services, so many times you tip in advance. I'm like, I don't know how the person's going to do. I'm just now placing the order, and you're asking me to tip this person who hasn't even received the order yet, let alone deliver it in a promptly matter or in a polite matter. So you're asking me to tip preemptively. If you're paying with a card, I understand. They're like, hey, but you got to do it now because you can't do it later. Whatever. But for whatever reason, I didn't see it last night. So when the pizza person got there, I'm looking at him. I was like, oh, crap. So then I'm asking him, can I tip you on the website? And he's like, I, I think so. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. So then I'm looking at my wallet, and I'm like, I've got a bunch of ones. And I'm trying to count, like, how many ones do I have? And he, I think I gave him, like, $7, okay? okay. He goes out to his car, and then I find I've got a $5 bill in there. Oh. I go running back outside. Seven bucks hey! is good. And I gave him another $5. I know, but I was so, in that moment, overwhelmed by the fact that I'm, like, counting ones. Like, oh, I only have, like, $3 here. That then I wasn't even thinking back. Like, by the time it was all over, I tipped him, like, 12 bucks or something ridiculous that I yeah. didn't need to do. But in that moment, I was like, crap. I'm going to have to drive back up to the store if I can't tip this person through the app, but people on our Twitch channel are talking about easily taken advantage of by servers. I think if I was a server, I could easily get a lot out of you. I think it'd be really easy. Maybe what, like, by like, giving me bad service. You're a mark for sure. Yeah, but what do they do? I, I mean, other than like the flirting with you at Hooters or whatever, you know those things. I don't think that there's a. Other than just giving me bad service, you can do. I, try I that. could honestly look at the bill in front of you and just give you the eyes of like. Is that it? That might work. Make me feel guilty. That, yeah. That'll work. I feel like you're really easy to guilt. Yeah. If you say something like, oh, my gosh. If I have a server who says, like, I listen to the show. I know who you are. Then forget oh, about you it. you have to. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, Although I say 100%. that. But you also always think, what is just in the off chance that someone here is, like, friends of a friend, someone that I work with, they recognize me for whatever reason. Yeah. You just think, you know what? Even if you're angry, like, I better not. Because I don't have to explain this. I remember when I work here and I worked in an Italian restaurant and Johnny Dare came in and it spread throughout the entire restaurant. Right, right. Oh, exactly. Everybody knows. Even if you didn't know, like you're going to find out. Right, exactly. I mean, not that we're on the same. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Level, but it spreads quickly. It doesn't. You don't have to be on the radio or on TV or any of that. It can literally just be that person knows the same people you know. Exactly. They're all in the PTA, as we used to say when we'd smoke weed. They're all in the PTA. Yes. But with the Instacart things, those delivery services, like you worked for DoorDash. I don't know what those – or Postmates, right? Postmates. I don't know what yeah. the what the customary tip is, or is it 20%? Because people were saying that they get a lot of the $2 tips. This wasn't Pizza Bar, by the way, someone asked. The oh, yeah. Restaurant. No, this was before you worked here. 
So I, I get that little thing in my grocery delivery. I pay a monthly membership subscription fee. Okay. That negates my $10 delivery fee, so I get it for free. Sure. But then you still tip the driver. But I must admit, if I'm screwing up anywhere with the tips, this might be it. Because if it's $100, I should say if it's $50 mm-hmm. or $250, it, it defaults automatically to, I think, like 10%. Mm-hmm. So I just do about $15, 10 to $15, and yeah, that's fine, it. Right? If it's $250, then I'm more like 15 if yeah, you're supposed to do twenty percent. I don't Instacart. know for groceries. I mean, that is a lot of work. So is I, it I can though? understand that's your thing. It depends on what yeah, you're they're buying. Going, they're doing it because you right. don't want to. But it depends on what you're buying. Yes, but I'm also paying a monthly membership fee for this. You see, I'm what saying? are they getting any of that? I don't know. But I why is that it. my problem? You see, once again, <laughs> well, then we go back, back to get to, rid of the tip. If I just wanted somebody to go get groceries for me, I could just pay them twenty bucks. <laughs> hey, go pick up these groceries for me. I'll pay you twenty bucks. I'll bet I could find people to do it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll give you fifteen bucks if you run over there and grab my groceries. They're in a bag already. Right. So I'm paying the tip. Plus, the membership fee is all I'm saying. I don't know what you're supposed to tip. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be $20. But anyway, the bottom line here when it comes to they, they, people are saying 20%. So bottom line here is it is rude, apparently, to fix the tip when you go out to eat. So you have to do it discreetly. But it's also rude to give a server a bad tip. Yeah, you know, but you're not the one paying. Service. You're not the one paying. So the so the the agreed upon thing it would appear is that you pretend like you're going back in there to grab something or that you got to go back yes. to use the restroom. And throw a tent Don't on the just table. but if it's someone in your immediate family, which a lot of people have said, my parents are cheap, my grandparents are cheap. Depending on the relationship you have, mm-hmm. I think I could look. I as I said the story, the analogy about, well, if it's your mom or the scenario, I think in that scenario She's not going to care if I look at the bill. Mm-hmm. She might even say, I don't know. That's just it's, Everybody's different, whatever that relationship is that you have. But that, I don't think it would be rude to look at my mom or dad's bill if they were paying and be like, I tip your But if it's someone else, just, really just about anybody else, if Brooke's dad was paying for dinner, I would not look to see if he tipped. Now, I will offer to pay the tip once again. And I think that's another reason why when you go out to eat, whether you're planning on paying or not, Bring some cash with you. Not a bad idea. Just bring cash. First of all, the server would, I'm sure, rather get tipped in cash. Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing here. When I worked in the restaurants, I think most people were still paying matter, with cash. But, but I feel like it's easier to line yeah, how much yeah, you made. I don't know. Whatever. Sure. Cash is just better. Yeah, it is. So if you're going out with someone, bring some cash with you. If that means you have to stop at the ATM to get 20 bucks, do it. Because that way, it's going to be a lot easier to just throw that money on the table than to worry about it later. And I guess also... We're going with 20% for everything. Standard. Does that mean 20% at doggy daycare? Twenty Okay, God. 20% at Starbucks? Is that the rule? No, I don't think for Starbucks. Well, if you go to a bar, most people do like a dollar a drink, right? Yeah. That's probably more than yeah. 20% a lot of times. Of we'll just get rid of Tiffy, Seriously. right? It always comes back to that. The Church of Laszlo. All right, that's it. Laszlo's uh, not able to hear anything, so I'm going to... Do the goodbye for him, and hopefully uh, we'll be here tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow, I assume, and Snokin will be here tomorrow. Whether or not Lazlo's here, I guess, remains to be seen. But he's on medication, and hopefully he will be back tomorrow. I feel like our conversation on Twitch took a turn there. I apologize for that. For those of you who were involved, we got in this big, long discussion about what happened locally in Westport. And I'm just getting old, so I'm curious about a lot of these places. Mm-hmm. I don't go out anymore, and it's just kind of crazy how little I know about some of those places that – I mean, Snowcone, you and I used to go out to those places. We did. When I first a met lot. you, we used to go out quite a bit. Yeah. We'd go to Buzzard, which someone told me is just now reopening. I don't know if that's true really? or not. I'd heard that they were going to reopen. Yeah, we'd go to Buzzard a couple times a week. We went I lived down the street. Yeah, and then a lot of times I'd end up at your 
apartment. Yeah. A lot of times, sometimes end up somewhere else. Some wild yeah, nights. Yeah, some, some wild Substances, nights. Girls. For sure. That's why I don't go out anymore. Yeah. I'm also, you're not supposed to at my age. 40 is like an official thing. You can go out. But you can't go to those places and do those things. No. No, no, no. no, no. no I was no, doing no. I was too old to be doing it when I was thirty five. Yeah. But and everyone knew I'm thirty four. <laughs> right. Like I'm over it. <laughs> right. You're over already. You're like, dude, I've been tired of it. I've for been a few done years. with that for you a few were years like thirty six. I had a kid, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well that probably changes you too. I yeah. think I assume having kids definitely changes the way you think about yourself. We were talking earlier about Well, you go out enough times to Buzzard Beach, well, I didn't like you end up with a kid. Well, there's that age that's how it happens. There's that age. Somewhere, I think it's around early 30s, where you first have that moment of realization. You're out somewhere, and you go, oh, my God. These people don't look at me as their equals. I'm older than all these people. I was so, thinking that the whole time you were talking. I was like, man, I, I bet if I went to Buzzard right now, I would just think, like, these are all children. Yeah. And I don't want to sound would, like I'm that. Like, I'm 35. I'm not no, no, old, but they, I just would feel look at you like old. they look at me as, like, I was old. What are you doing here, man? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of depressing. That's the first thought is, oh, man, everyone here is younger than me, and that means that everyone's looking at me. And thinking, what are you doing here? Yeah. But then what happens is, or what happens? Because you don't want to be the creepy old guy, right? You never want to be. And it's like, am I becoming that? I don't want to become right? that. Exactly. And then someone said, let's go to this bar because every so bar's we got that one bar. creepy old guy who, or a couple, that yeah, come in but, together. But, I mean, they're like in their fifties and well, they're trying to talk to the girls. But and dude, it's like, so, okay, talking to girls is a whole different thing. But there are those guys that we used to see out at the in the bar districts who were kind of cool. Those guys that used to go to a lot of punk shows and they were i don't know what you call them they were live music punk show guys and they had the patches on their shirts well, some of them a show and, that's different. no i'm not talking about shows i'm okay. saying that there were some of those people that i would see out at those bars okay and even they were in their 50s probably and i thought that guy's pretty cool now most of the time no i'm with you you'd see the person you go you're not supposed to be here but mm. there are some people who could pull it off i was not one of them but i'm sure i tried to tell myself i just don't that want I was to become be. that person you know what i mean i you know i guess the guy who's pulling it you off he's enjoying his go. life you whatever, gotta know which one as as which bar not, you're allowed to go to if, at your age. if it's not at the cost of something else like he's being a bad father because of it or a sure. bad mom or whatever but we ended up finding a different bar and it was like, I go in there and I realize all these people around me are in their early 30s. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, it just seemed like it attracted a lot of people. Maybe it just happens. I think when you go to start a bar, you can't know what it's going to become. If it's going to become successful, you, you hope. I'll put some TVs up and play sports and well, it'll be a sports locally, bar. There's so many our, different Our bars. age, we can't go to Johnny Cause. But we could go to Harry's. Like There are certain I, bars I, you're I, allowed yeah, to I go think to. Maybe, yeah, I think like Harry's you can go to. Uh, yes, I Kelly's. guess I would feel okay there. There are places. But don't go to Johnny Cause. Don't but go to Throwback. You just kind of, I think these crowds kind of find their way there, and then someone spots someone else, and they go, oh, you're like me. This is my scene. And suddenly that's what that place becomes. I'm sure that bar that I was in that suddenly became a bar for people in their 30s, I'm sure the owner was like, damn it. How did this become a place for people in their 30s? And by the way, it's out of business now. So I'm guessing he was thinking like, man, this isn't what I had in mind at all. I was trying to make this place young and hip, and everybody here is like 28 to 35. Yeah. I don't know how that happens, but there is well, something. 40, there's they probably no, got more money than the 20-year-olds. There's also in your 30s, you can still tell yourself, well, some people call me young. And is there something about 35? Lazo and I have talked about that a lot. You don't... 30, you're kind of worried about it happening. And when it happens on your birthday, you're like, wow, 30. Yeah. But you were getting mentally prepared. You knew it was coming. You don't get mentally prepared, most people, for 35. And you just go, wait a second. I'm really not. I'm on the wrong side of 35 That's what's coming up for me. It's a weird feeling because you weren't mentally preparing for it. I'm already really 40, you're preparing for. 
So when 40 like happens, this. at least for me, I was like, who cares? Honestly, I, I know it could sound like a sour grapes thing. Obviously, I'd love to be That's too young far away again. From sure. Me, so I feel okay, but. Yeah, but for me and anybody who's, who's 40, I would me. say 30 was, was more difficult. 35 was more difficult than 30. Once you turn 30 there or 40, there is something nice about knowing. I don't have to. There's no back and forth here. Like my ex used to tell me, well, you don't have to give this stuff up. You're not that old. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, but am I? Or is it just that you're a little bit younger than me? Which is it? I'm not sure. You're, you might be giving me bad advice. At 40, you know what 40 is. You can think back to being 21. Think of what 40-year-olds seemed like in your head and remember, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that was. And they were not my peers. Mm-hmm. In your 30s, you're trying to think, what did I think of people in their 30s when I was 22? I don't know. Maybe I didn't think... I'm not sure. I mean, they were adults, I think, but they weren't old. 40s old. That's it. When mm-hmm. you were in your early 20s, mm-hmm. teens, whatever, 40s old. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. I don't have to feel guilty about not going out no. anymore. Yeah, I, get I don't what have saying. to think like I, I should be it. doing something. I shouldn't be. It's not that I feel sorry for myself. It's that. No, I don't miss it at all. I'm 40. Right. And it's. I think, well, there are probably times I do, but I think on an average night, I'm not like, man, I wish I was out partying right now. It's not now. like you have to stop uh, living life. You can still go out. I mean, a lot of people, it seems like they go to casinos. We can go out to a restaurant, whatever. But if you want to go get drunk, I feel like you can take a trip to Vegas mm-hmm. in your 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. Go with your friends. You're allowed to do that. But when it comes to going out, that's the thing. When it comes to going out on a Friday night, mm-hmm. what no one prepares you for is that God already has that all figured out. Because you're worried, oh, no, I'm going to be too old for this one day. Yes, but when you get to that age where you're definitely too old for it, you don't want to go anymore. Mm-hmm. Like physically, you don't want to go. You you stop thinking how long, okay, you're 34, is that what you said? Yeah. How long ago or do you still sometimes on a Friday or Saturday night think it's Friday night? It's Saturday night. I should be doing something. Does that still a thought? It still pops up every okay. now and then. That's what I was thinking. Maybe mid 30s. That's if not a thought at all. I don't have bomb pop and I got nothing going on. It crosses my mind. Okay. I, I never probably enough to like actually go do anything. But it but does cross your mind. It does so, cross my mind. That's like, what maybe I, was I could go do something. Yeah. I think it's still in my mid 30s. Like, it is Friday night. Gosh, I used to get excited. I'm not, at a, I'm not at a point now where it's like rule it out no matter what. I don't even think about it. I definitely, it definitely crosses my mind. Like, maybe I could call up some friends, go out, do something. Yeah. No, no part of me at all thinks that anymore. And. I guess that's good. It all just yeah. works itself out. Yeah. It doesn't mean I should get out of the house more. I should get out of the house more. And you can still go to shows. And yeah. that's the other thing about shows is that any band that you like, there's a good chance that a lot of people your age, like I went and saw the Living Heads, like whenever that was, two months ago, maybe okay. now, a month and a half ago. I was probably the youngest person there other than my girlfriend that and her sister. Yeah. And that was, a, that was it. And you're like, all right, this is cool because yeah. it was Gen X people yeah. hanging out at the show. Now, you start to see these bands that come up, and you're like, oh, I do like this band. I want to go see them. And some of those shows, you go into those. You hang out the back. Now, I honestly haven't been really since COVID. I think I've been to a couple shows in Lawrence. I don't think I've been to like a single show. But those small shows with those up-and-coming bands, I used to go to those all the time. There just hasn't been as many of them. Or I guess maybe I'm just not as aware of them as I once was, and that's a tough thing to to deal with, I suppose. Because I don't – I like to think that I still love music and that I'm keeping up with the kind of music that I like. But I have to admit that the last couple of years I've been like, new music sucks. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know anything about well, it. I take a does. look through the new stuff once a week and I'm like, I don't recognize any of these bands. This is all terrible. So maybe I am just too old. Let's see. Can you go to a bar if you're actually 34 but look 43? Uh-huh. I think at 34. Thanks, Chad. I think at 34, Snow Cone's still allowed to go out if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I like having the option. Like. I usually don't want to. Because if but... someone were to ask your age for whatever reason, you're 34. You're not 43. I'm 34. I don't think you look 43. Obviously, they're just playing on the uh-huh. Laszlo joke uh-huh. here. 
I remember when, what? I remember the Crystal Method back before COVID. That was oh, like, I saw Crystal Method a lot. That's a good show. That's a fun show. Never been. Where'd you go? I was at a festival in Michigan, and actually I was working there, so I got to get on stage. They had like a bunch of people on stage, and that was... That was wild. I'm going to ask you some questions about Christian Method when we're done here. Okay. But I'm afraid you're going to embarrass me if I ask them now. So I will say goodnight. Uh, good show, Crystal Method. Stay positive. The Church of Laszlo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.